action. Welcome to Taunt Stubbs with me, photographer Robert Gershenson and Joshua Winning, the greatest film critic you've never heard of. And we're going to the movies. We're continuing our series on non-superhero comic book movies by watching Judge Dredd from 1995, directed by Danny Cannon, and watching Dredd from 2012, directed by Pete Travis. Had you seen the first Judge Dredd film before? No. So you'd never seen the 1995 classic <laughs> and i lose that i use that term very loosely with sylvester stallone i'd never seen it obviously its reputation preceded it massively yes like a freaking bull in a china shop but no never had never seen it never i mean I, th- I think i kind of out of morbid curiosity did want to watch it especially after having seen the 2012 version so you'd seen that one before you'd seen dread yeah i watched dread when it came out but you just yes. can't believe that a turkey can be quite that plucked and awful, <laughs> undercooked, and all the bad things that could happen to a turkey. It's very stuffed, very undercooked. <laughs> Were you aware of the character Judge Dredd? Yes. Purely through the 2012 version, I think. So you'd never read any of the comics? I've, no, I still haven't read any of them. I mean, I barely know anything about Judge Dredd. I've always been into... I mean, I, I went from reading the Beano and Dandy to reading... Batman. So I jumped from British comics, which are more sort of cartoony strips, right up to, you know, the classic American comics. Mm. So I would occasionally dip a toe into 2000 AD. Judge Dredd is from 2000 AD, created by John Wagner and Carlos Esqueras in the late 70s, edited by Pat Mills. The problem with 2000 AD, the actual it's confusing because the publisher is called 2000 AD and the comic is called 2000 AD. Oh, for goodness sake. And it's an, it's, it's always an anthology. So you could have eight short stories per issue, Mm. but they're all multi-chaptered and they don't all run the same number of chapters. So any one single issue could be part five of one story, part one of another, part eight of another. So you're always going to be missing out. So it, it never, felt like i could jump on and be like oh great i understand what's going on with everything that must be so unsatisfying very unsatisfying what a mess obviously judge dread has its own comic running alongside but even that is is difficult to jump onto because there's so much history so was judge and dread touched upon... a section in the 2000 ad compendium issue? yes and it proved so successful that he eventually got his own uh, individual comic, but he still appears in 2000 AD strips. Okay. And we've touched upon things like this before when we spoke about Avengers Infinity War, that a character or the, the canon that the character exists in can be so great that it's difficult for new people to jump onto, mm-hmm. which is why I think every 10 years, all comic book canons, all comic book licenses, whether it's film or or comics should be reset back to zero so people can can jump on yeah like the crisis on infinite earth thing exactly yeah i mean that's the granddaddy of them all mm. you know after end game i think that should have been it they should have been like that's it we're stopping we're going to reboot with whole new people mm. so i've no i'm not overly familiar with judge dread i get the world i understand it's a post-apocalyptic world it's very awful has that how you say it yeah 
very authority authority led. Oh God. Do, you, do you want to sit down? <laughs> <laughs> and the judges are essentially the police force and the the the, the judicious system. Um, all rolled into one. They are judge, jury, and executioner. They mm. can make judgments on the spot and whether to send whether to send people to prison or to execute them on the spot. And Judge Dredd seems to be the most notorious or most famous of all these judges. He is the most feared. Mm. So that's the premise. And apparently the comic is very violent, but also very satirical. Mm-hmm. So it does have a, a, a level of seriousness and violence but also it's a commentary on I mean, it's sci-fi so it's a commentary on probably 70s america yeah um that sort of culture mm-hmm. where the state really does overstep the mark i've seen the sylvester stallone film before on purpose <laughs> well yeah i mean it is the Shaun of the dead of its time because it was always on fucking television uh, always how is it always on tv and i never noticed I don't know. I wasn't with you. <laughs> when you first watched it, what what were you expecting? I was expecting it to be cartoony and convoluted and sort of ridiculous and unfocused. And it essentially was all of those things. <laughs> it exceeded my expectations, Rob. It was all of those things and more. <laughs> I mean, there is, there is so much, so much going on in there. Why does everyone shout every single line? It's it's very much of its time. Right. It's like the anti-silent film. It's like, can you hear me? Yes. I'm saying something very <laughs> important. Again. It had to make up, had to make up for the fact that the, for the first 20 years of cinema, there was no sound. <laughs> it's very much a 90s movie. It's, so, when, so did it come out the year after like Batman Forever? Or? Uh, Batman Forever was 95, so it's the same year. Oh, okay, so it's where comic book movies tipped over from kind of cool, like, so Tim Burton obviously did Batman, and that was... Yes, in 89, so six yeah. years prior. And that kind of took things a little bit more seriously than the Adam West show, but not as serious as Christopher Nolan. Not as serious as uh, Dick Donner's Superman in 78. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Which was so earnest. So earnest to the point that it's boring. Oh, I like Superman. I like Superman 2. And in fact, my favourite Superman is Superman 3. Because Richard Pryor skis off a building. (laughs) Talking of skiing, why is everyone so upset about going to Aspen in Judge Dredd? (laughs) Oh, he's in Aspen. So, oh, that sounds quite nice. Go for a little ski. It's like in Neighbours. When you leave Neighbours, you go Brisbane. (laughs) Um... So this film, Judge Dredd 95, that came out around the time where it was all getting very camp. So all of the comic book stuff was high, high energy, colourful, campy ridiculousness. And that includes like The Mask, which was also colourful and crazy. So yeah, it, that, it definitely taps into that. But it, it almost doesn't... I know that there were behind the scenes problems... Yeah, Like, it doesn't really know what it wants to do, and that really shows, because you get this almost Paul Verhoeven-esque campery, but not with the grit and the satire of Paul Verhoeven. That kind of has yeah, been so removed. Yeah, so Yeah, Total Recall. Total Recall, and then later starship troopers yeah. two years after this yeah but there is so there is so much going on here and in terms of a mid-90s comic book film 
I think this is as serious as they would allow themselves <laughs> to get. Uh-huh. And they probably thought, I mean, like when, when Tim Burton made Batman, it was considered fucking dark. But now you look at it and go, this is just as camp mm. as Adam West. Mm. Yeah. This was probably, this, this is as serious as things got, but it really is an overstuffed turkey. You've got a framed storyline where he's framed for a crime he didn't commit. You've got the Yanis Project, which is all about cloning a race of super clones. <laughs> he becomes a fugitive. And they even make reference to that because Rob Schneider, who is a whole other kettle of fish that we'll come on to, he said it was the one-armed man. So they're making a reference to that. There's the police corruption. There's the brother Rico. Mm. There's the romance with Diane Lane. There's the odd couple shenanigans with Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. And this is a 90-minute movie. It's it's dense and ridiculous. And it it's so, it has no idea what it's doing. It's crazy. Like when these suddenly throw in that he had a brother, I was like, oh, what else are they going to throw in? Like, <laughs> seriously? Now he has a brother? Who was that guy? Because he was painful to watch. <laughs> he was awful. Who was he? He was acting. I mean, everyone was acting in a completely different movie to everyone else. Yeah. Rob Schneider was acting in an Adam Sandler movie that hadn't yet been made. He'd like, he'd come straight off the set for Home Alone 2 and be like, I know how to do a movie. He just, he basically improvised like crazy and they kept it because they thought it was hilarious. And Sylvester Stallone is not an improviser. No. He's only um, just about an actor. Oh my God. Armand Asante, who played the villain in Judge Dredd, has got like 15 films in pre-production on the imdb he's still working like crazy i i can't fault his commitment because he went for it but it was like be evil and just be oh he was completely hammy yeah completely hammy but quite frankly this is not a judge dread movie Mm. this is a sylvester stallone (laughs) ben hur danny cannon the director said this is the ben hur of comic book movies bullshit to that when did he say that before or after it came out before he made it this is a this is a sylvester stallone movie yeah he is the star not judge dread he had so much clout by the time he was making this that he disrupted yes. everything to do with the film threw in he wanted to make it funnier and his idea of funny was to have i, I can only assume this line that was i knew you were going to say that which is obviously brings the house down every time he says it. It's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, he's like, court is adjourned at the end. It was like, oh my God, come on. But th- that sort of thing is a hangover from the 80s. Yeah, true. That's sort of say the quip, then the explosion happens. Or say the quip, yeah. then pull the trigger. Yeah. You're terminated, fucker. Yeah. Stick around. <laughs> Consider this a divorce. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. That kind of shit. But do you think he plays Judge Dredd well? I don't understand who Judge Dredd is. I was trying to figure this out. Like, how, who do you think Judge Dredd is? The character is the personification of justice. Mm. Not to be mistaken with the personification of destiny. That's Ethan Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Judge Dredd is the personification of a, author- a authoritarian state. So he can obviously pronounce that word that i can't right but he i'm not sure he can actually he's an he's he's a trope he's an idea he's not a fully rounded character he doesn't go home to mrs judge dread and sit there in his pipe and slippers with his helmet still on yeah he's an idea so it's a difficult it's a difficult task to make 
a film where you're wanting the central character to be a, a non-character. He's an idea in, in physical form. Yeah, he's an archetype. He's he's not mm. an actual character. He he represents something, but he doesn't have like Batman. Batman is looking for justice, and he's sort of fueled by this need for vengeance against the maniac who killed his parents, and it's all quite emotional. Because Batman isn't Batman. Batman is Bruce Wayne. Superman isn't Superman. Superman is Kal-el. Judge Dredd doesn't have an alternative identity he doesn't have a, a secret identity he's just judge dread he's like married to the job it's like he was born in that helmet like he yes. didn't exist before he was judge dread which is why in in both films mm. he doesn't have much of an arc mm. other people have the arc for him yeah you have to surround him with human characters in the 1995 film it's diane lane that has the arc what's she doing in this movie She's so good. And what is happening? But what's she doing here? She could just... she. She's a brilliant actress. She yeah. should be doing something other than fucking Judge Dredd. I know. I think she must have been sold this, like, it's going to be your big break. It's Sylvester Stallone, big budget action movie. A, it's off the back of Demolition Man. Which is a fantastic film. Brilliant film. But it's a real, you know, Simon, whatever his name is, is a character. Hmm. Sylvester Sloan plays a character not an idea but talking of budget this was a 19 million budget in 1995 which the equivalent now is 150 million wow this is a Captain America Winter Soldier budget but do you think most of that money went on Sylvester Stallone's salary and Giovanni Versace designing the outfits oh those fucking <laughs> outfits with those cod pieces and <laughs> That kind of oversized shoulder pads work in the comics, but uh, it just, it's so, it just doesn't work in the film, which is why in the 2012 version, everything was slimmed down and yeah. made more post 9-11. Muddied up. They look like yeah. actual law enforcers rather than Chippendales sort of dressed up for a night <laughs> like, out. And he was always in that stance when he was pushing his, Sylvester Sloan pushing his chest out, uh -huh. bringing his muscles up. He was almost 50 when he made this film whoa looking good in answer to your question i don't think he's good in this film at all because slice alone yeah it's it's a shouty he just shouts everything and it it's almost like he thinks he's in hamlet <laughs> you're lying you're framing me you're framing me that was falsified and all this stuff it's like he thinks he's in this oscar-winning performance and it's dreadful there's no, there's no layers to it. There's nothing. Even though he takes his helmet off within 15 minutes, you still don't know who this guy is. Um, Which is a, 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 a faux pas. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Well, yeah, clearly. Because you never see Judge Dredd's face in the comics. He yeah. never takes his helmet off. To such a degree that when Carl Urban made Dredd in 2012, he didn't take it off at all during filming. Ooh, must be dirty under there. <laughs> I know. Filthy. Well, it makes helps him look miserable. I get the the feeling that this this film, this script, started off as a non Judge Dread project, and when they got the rights to the Judge Dread IP, they twisted the script to infuse it with Judge Dread stuff. Because mm. if you take all the if you take the fact out of the film that he is Judge Dread, what you're left with is basically the same film. It's the plot for Logan's Run. 
I haven't seen Logan's Run. It's it's basically the exact same thing. Obviously, he's not a law enforcer, but he he's a mm. guy in a world where uh, when you turn thirty, you are like recycled, or you know, you you ascend, but essentially you're killed. Like no one's allowed right. to live beyond thirty. And he finds out, and so he breaks out and runs off into the wastelands of the real world. Um, and people pursue him to try to bring him back. The co-creator of the comic, John Wagner, said, I hated that plot. It was dread pressed through the Hollywood cliché mill, a dynastic power struggle that had little connection with the character we know from the comic. Mm. It looks like one of the fake films from Last Action Hero. Like, it looks like we, <laughs> it should, be, we should be watching it on a screen that a character's watching. The original script that Danny Cannon had... Uh, it was darker. It was more satirical, mm-hmm. uh, and after because because of the, all the the interference from Sylvester Stallone, who came in and and made sort of insane edits in in the in post because they needed to get it down from an R to a, a, a more sort of PG thirteen friendly audience. He said he swore I will never work with big name actors ever again. And he didn't because nobody would work with him. (laughs) I would like to see a Danny Cannon director's cut. I'd like to see a brutal Demolition Man level version of Judge Dredd. Yeah, release the Cannon cut. Release the Cannon! In terms of of Dredd 2012, I'd seen it once before and I really, really fucking liked it. Written by Alex Garland, obviously based on the same IP, directed by Pete Travis. Hmm. Even from the opening, it's just a completely different beast. It's so dusty, it's so gritty, it's realistic. Whereas the 1995 version was like a pound shot Blade Runner. This one was completely its its own thing. Um, well, in, in a weird way, you could say it's more in line with Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Which would come three years later. It is, it is hilarious that you said that about Blade Runner because it really, you could tell that when Rob Schneider steps out through those gates and sees Mega City One, you you can tell that they mm. really were trying to go for like a really gritty Blade Runner style metropolis and it just looks so shit. I much prefer the look of Dread from yeah. 2012. It's, it's, more, it's more rooted, but again, it is of its time. It is yeah, completely yeah. a post 9-11 vision of what a Judge Dread adaptation on screen would look like. Yeah, and it's post District 9, so it, it opens in a very similar way to District 9, where it has yes. news footage and CCTV footage, that grainy, gritty feel that shows you a very realistic-looking, sort of bleak urban landscape. Um, and it's also... Quite literally. Well, yeah. And it's also post The Raid. It basically has the a very similar plot to The Raid. Well, um, that's... that. Yes, and I think that can often be off-putting for people, even though... This was in post when the raid was coming out. Yeah, I know. It's one of those weird things where they had the same idea. It's hard to plagiarise something when you've already shot the film. Yeah. Carl Urban is perfect. He's really good. Judge Dredd. I mean, he doesn't really have much of a connection to genre. He's only been in Star Trek, Thor, The Boys, Lord of the Rings, Riddick, (laughs) Exenia Warrior Princess. Exenia. Apart from that... (laughs) Exenia Warrior Princess. How do you say it? Xena. Well, it's Exena, like Xavier Dolan. <laughs> like Eggs Benedict. Eggs <laughs> Ex Benedict the Warrior Princess. <laughs> Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. So the helmet stays 
on. Yep, he does. And he he works well within the confines of that role. So even though, like we said, he is an archetype, he is uh, the man with no name, you know, a drifter. Mm. He doesn't have any responsibilities or any real life outside of what he does as a job. The film does find... I mean, it's actually, it's a genius idea to have him essentially have to go out with a rookie who's a psychic, which is fascinating in itself. And Mm. then at the very end, you get a little hint that he isn't this stoic. He obviously gets shot and everything. He he is human when he says that she passed. Yeah. Well, that's his character arc. He goes from being a, you know, very blinkered, you know, I am the law. Mm. Uh, He's very law abiding the rules are there for a reason and then he he bends it a little he doesn't fail her mm. for uh letting the geek the geeky guy fergie played by Donald gleason um doesn't fail her for letting him go doesn't fail her for losing her gun mm-hmm. by the end of it he knows the rules can be bent not broken just bent but she's the one with the character arc again so the side mm. character the diane lane the female side lead has the arc you know she toughens up she Mm. she makes a decision on her own future and there's a nice little line there about the fact that she hasn't got her helmet on and uh yeah she's like well it inhibits my ability to use my psychic powers so makes sense to me (laughs) (laughs) the costumes are so much so much better here yeah it just it's just like it comes straight out goes full bore adult immediately you know there's like smash brains skinned people gouged eyes drugs everywhere when they hit that guy in the van and his head just like splatters on the the windscreen yeah grim it's so so realistic but it's not again it's not over the top like a paul verhoeven the guy doesn't splatter into liquid over the car it's very like it's very police camera action really (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's right down to the outfits you know everything looks lived in and grubby and disgusting and it's tonally, it's more consistent. It only has one mm, tone. Mm-hmm. Fucking dark. Desperate. Sort of a desperate yes. fight against, you know, this ridiculously <laughs> awful woman at the top of this tower. And she's making a return to the podcast in this series. Lena Headey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was in 300. God, she's so in an, different. In her non-role. Yeah, exactly. In her unneeded role in 300. At least yeah. here, she's fucking brutal she's she's she clearly hasn't got the the break that Mm. maybe she she deserves to take her to i don't know like an avengers level of acting fame but she's never crap even in the sarah connor chronicles the the terminator Mm. tv show from about 10 years ago she was brilliant yeah she's just a consistent hard-working actress mm. she's in game of thrones am i right oh yeah she's massive because okay, i've never that seen game of her thrones. massively but she's an indie right. fan she doesn't like you know her taste isn't for big blockbuster stuff she is an indie person but yeah she's great in it she's so horrible and when she gets hold of that gun that just shreds the building you're just like oh it's terrifying but it is it's fucking brutal mm. and it's only brutal i wouldn't say it's it's balletic in the way that the raid is there's something really insane about you've seen the raid mm. so the raid i fucking love the raid and i really think gareth gareth evans 
who mm. I can't get confused with Gareth Edwards, who yeah, did Rogue One. Yeah. Gareth, Gareth Evans, who's also who who's also um, uh, executive producer on um, Gangs of London on yeah, Sky yeah. Atlantic, yeah. Um, and that has the same kind of balletic twist, uh, sort of balletic flair to it, mm-hmm. where it's all very much choreographed in that old remember that scene in old boy where he's sort of like using the hammer and the camera's just moving down Mm. the corridor with him it's like that times 10 i don't think dread has that element to it it's just brutal yeah because it's not about martial artists it's about the police it's about force it's a show of force rather than a show of wiles (laughs) i guess would you want a sequel to Dread? There was all that buzz when it came out that there was going to be a sequel. And I, at the time, I probably would have been quite interested. But now I don't, now watching it again, it's fine as it is. And I don't, I can't really see how they would develop the character. Like they've kind of played that mm. ace, which was having another character to to kind of train and they've had him sort of bend the rules a little bit yeah but then you look at the mad max franchise and maybe that's more of the kind of thing that they would have done which is they're not going to try to reinvent the wheel they'll just surround him with even more outlandish uh, kind of crazy things to contend with i just i feel when with a, when a, a film is so specific to a location like die hard or the raid it's really difficult to do a sequel mm. die hard 2 is not a decent movie mm. i can never i have never got to the end of that film never really can't finish but it's it. just it just takes the same idea and puts it in a mm. a airport airport that's it yeah the raid 2 have you seen the raid 2 no so it just it just turns into a bit of a like an infernal affairs okay. uh, type situation like the departed where he goes undercover with the big bad guys um and it it doesn't it it just has no real semblance to the first film mm. the violence and the the you know the the, the balletic choreography is is still there mm-hmm. i think it's gareth evans that's his skill but you know you you go for the fighting and you ignore it during the talky parts i can't <laughs> see where they would go with here because mm. once you've done the building what are you gonna do lock him in another fucking building well, I think that was a, that was very specifically for the, a story for this first film. I think mm. there were because Alex Garland wrote three different scripts before actually settling on this one. So there was one that was all about Judge Death, who I think yes, I've heard that as yeah. well. Yeah, so it, clearly there's a wealth of material they could use. It's just a matter of how they actually did that and how they made it work as a. Would film. you want Keith Urban back? Sure, I thought he was good. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was he was sort of he got that balance between being gritty and kind of darkly funny, but without being camp. Like all of the every time he delivered a one liner, it was genuinely funny. Um, he was everything that Sylvester Stallone wasn't. Yeah, because it's like the funniest comedians are the ones who aren't trying to be funny. So yeah. Sylvester Stallone was desperately trying to be funny in Judge Dredd, whereas Carl Urban wasn't trying to be funny in Dredd. And conversely, yes. makes him hilarious. Did you find it funny? Yeah, there's certain lines that he that he delivers that are funny. It's almost like got a laugh else you cry because it was just some of it was so horrible. Like those men who got skinned and chucked over the edge. Oh yeah, you see their brains splattered all over the ground. That was horrific. Um, what do you think of the slow mo? Uh, 
it's always been a little bit too much for me. In that film or just ever? In that film. I mean, I have an aversion to slow-mo anyway. Really? Especially when deployed quite this much. Like, I know that's the joke, is the drug is slow-mo, so it slows everything down. Yeah. But I just felt... It makes me feel a bit sick watching slow-mo. I thought it was a good way to blend the two mediums, comic yeah. book and film. Oh, it's a genius you idea. Know, because comic book panels are... It's a still image. It's mm. an illustration. But it's got a hint of movement is a hint of motion Mm. but if you're shooting a film at 4,000 frames per second most films are anything between 24 and 31 frames per second for normal speed Mm -hmm. so you're shooting at 4,000 frames per second it's going to be fucking slow so you're (laughs) shooting motion with a hint of that sort of frozen stillness of a comic book yeah it's a really interesting way to mix it Uh, it was such a clever idea i don't think they overused it at all mm. i thought it was i mean i love slow-mo so i could just watch it i could watch any i could i could, I could probably watch every film in slow-mo <laughs> even lawrence of arabia it'll take like four weeks to watch oh, the film as he goes no. one way up the desert and now back again you know do you know what the sound effect was for that for it when everything when everything went in slow-mo like a squash banana (laughs) (laughs) even weirder they took a justin bieber song and slowed it down times 800 oh i did know that yes yeah (laughs) i knew justin bieber had a connection to this film so random what made them think that it must have just been like should we try this justin bieber track oh it works oh my god it brilliant the big difference that works really well between judge dread and dread apart from all the obvious stuff is that in judge dread he, from the very beginning, has this ridiculously, almost circus-style reputation. Everyone's terrified of him immediately. Like, they sit, they hear him coming, and it's like, oh, fuck, it's Judge Dredd. And that's, yes. it's very cartoonish and overblown. Whereas in Dredd, Ma, Mama, 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 whatever her name is, she doesn't even know... Mama. She's never heard of Judge Dredd. She has no idea who the fuck yeah. this guy is, which is great. And the, and the corrupt cops thought they could take him. Yeah, exactly. They had no fear. Yeah, they just went for him, which is great because nobody wants to watch a character who's living for their own reputation. That's so boring. That was Judge Dredd from 1995, directed by Danny Cannon. And that was Dredd from 2012, directed by Pete Travis. Or was it? Or was it? What do you mean? Oh, of course, because mm. every time Keith Urban wanted some assistance or wanted some direction he went to Alex Garland Mm. give us a clue as to the film in the next episode you're gonna want to cover your face somebody stop him be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify Acast so you don't miss an episode and we are on Twitter we're on Twitter at TornStubsPod do you love Judge Dredd what about the new Dredd does it fill you with dread let us know we're off to peach trees until next time I remain Robert Gershenson. I'm Joshua Winning. Cut. <laughs>